Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we are going to be talking all about some of your hopes, wishes, desires, dreams, all the things that you want from this upcoming quality of life patch. Now, obviously, because of this patch coming out fairly soon, uh, it's not too likely that we're actually going to be seeing many of these fixes come into play. But I figured this was a good time as ever to be able to talk about some of the things that are going on in the game that you guys want to see changed, fixed, altered, whatever you want to call it. So let's get into it. First up on today's docket, let's talk about why I'm making more of a Critical? I want to say critical because I don't want to feel like I'm being negative because I'm not trying to be negative for a game that I love and play more than any other game that I have. I want to be critical about it because the things that are going on with the game are something that I know everyone else has pain points with. And if I had my druthers, I would prefer that Rare go on a uh, every other month update and have quality of life fixes in between those monthly updates. I can live with content for two months. I'm cool with that. I, I still find enough time doing stuff in the game, but I also recognize that this is a company. It is owned by another company and that company has shareholders. So there has to be driving engagement with content. There has to be something that brings people to the game on a constant basis that continuously puts money into people's hands so that the game can get made. If people don't play the game, the game doesn't get supported, the game gets shut down, and that would be the worst thing in the world. But I also see that if the game does not have proper stability, people are going to drop it because of frustrations. And that's that's that balance that you have to live in. That's that gray zone that we have to live in. And I constantly live in a gray zone because I'm always wanting to be critical of the game because I want it to be in its best state, but I also want everyone to play it too. So there has to be something for people to come and do. And it's tough. It's tough. Hold on, I'm getting an email right now that says, Dear Logan, the money is being wired to your account right now. Thanks for supporting Sea of Thieves for all you. Oh, it's from Rare. Okay, sorry. I didn't I didn't mean, I probably shouldn't have read that out. That's okay. Um, sorry, anyway, I was talking about being critical of, of Sea of Thieves. So with Sea of Thieves, the, the main topic that I wanted to jump onto today deals with the competition of courage because man, this has been a frustrating, pain point for me. Uh, I have not spent a lot of time in arena. I don't want to spend a lot of time in arena and a lot of it is because of frustration. I'm glad that we're getting new content, but that content isn't geared towards me, but I feel a necessary drive to want to collect it because of that cosmetic collection kind of uh, mentality. You know, that's on me. I have to decide how important the, these cosmetics are for me. And at the moment, as much as I like the the floofy, floofy danger cat, you know, I, I like him, but uh, I, I don't know that I necessarily need him. In fact, I don't necessarily need the cutlass either, but I have the boots. I got the Wolverine boots or Sabretooth boots, however you want to refer to them. And the cutlass could come and go. I'm honestly not too worried about it, but winning 20 games in arena. That's going to be something that's a little hard for me right now because I don't like the current state of arena. I think that the current state of arena detracts from the enjoyment that is derived from adventure. Now, I know what you're saying that you should probably just go play adventure and that's 
probably why I do go play adventure most of the time. But I feel like there's something that needs to shift with Arena. It's too similar to adventure for me to find interest in it when I already have adventure. It feels like it needs to be an entirely different game mode altogether that is unlike anything that you can get in adventure mode. You can fight other people for a chest to turn in. It's called the Reaper's Bounty. It's really nice. And it was even better back when it was 50 doubloons as opposed to, what is it, 25 now, I think? I can't even remember. It was a lot better. But sticking with Arena, the problem that I have right now is when I've gone into Arena to play with uh, with friends to try and win, we try to play Arena. And not everyone is playing Arena. Everyone is playing Find a Boat, lock down the boat and constantly hit the boat while repairing it so that all you do is just farm kills and farm shots on the boat and that's not actually playing arena that's griefing that's literally what griefing was determined as is not allowing players to function the way you normally would have even balanced gameplay so and i've and i i can't prove it so i won't speak to it but it definitely feels like there might be a little bit of the uh the the you know handshake under the table for people kind of working on trading wins now because this isn't a, a like a esport where there's money on the line it doesn't really make much of a difference if they're doing that if they are then cool that's their effort that they're putting into it but it's not something that's really an enforceable ban kind of situation where you can be like all right cool well they're you know they're working together they've got a lobby going and they're they're just going to farm each other for wins can't do much about that because it's not an esport totally understand it but the fact that people are taking arena and they're not attempting to go after the chest they're just attempting to lock down one ship and this is not something that i was like no this is just a a one-time thing this is a multiple lobby thing and this isn't even a my experience this is uh i've seen in streams experience so it's it's definitely apparent that this is something that people have learned that it's quicker and better and if anyone in sea of thieves community understands one thing about this game it's there are people who are going to min max and then once that strategy is out there that's how everyone is going to do it back in the day when we ran athenas we collected everything we collected everything now if you want to speed run an athena you just shoot a bunch of people off on some different islands tap the chests grab a mermaid and you're you're done congratulations you finished up the athena you got the chest that's all you needed same thing with fort of the damned the point being is is that if people can work out what the best way to earn silver in arena is if it's not the chest people aren't going to go after the chest they just won't care my crew and i uh from the kill hall discord actually went out we collected two chests and fought off two ships and we still lost arena because there were two ships off in the distance one was locked down the other was shooting and repairing that ship to gain coins we couldn't keep up they had enough cannonballs that they could get over ten thousand silver ten thousand one chest is a thousand they turned in 10 chests worth of points in arena match by one ship getting locked down and keeping it afloat while they kept shooting at it that is not the intended 
use for arena in my opinion because they're not competing with anyone they're stomping on one person and they're keeping to themselves it's no different than how people used to store chests on an island and hope for the the map response and then they would grab them all and turn them all in at one time and there needs to be a balance i don't necessarily know what the best way to balance it is i have a lot of ideas but ideas are easy and anyone can come up with ideas for how to fix arena or change arena but at the moment it stands that there needs to be more incentive on the chest something that actually allows people to feel like getting a chest is worthwhile so i don't know if that means that the chests need to be quadruple the value or if you need to take away any points for taking down another ship or firing on another ship and removing the, the, the incentive to fight each other, but to go after the chests instead, I, I don't know. Because if you, if you don't incentivize people to play the mode in the intended means, which is go for a big beaconed chest on an island, on fewer islands, and go try and fight for that chest then you're going to end up with what we have right now, which is just griefing another ship or trading wins with another ship to try and get your wins in because all that matters is the cosmetics and the levels. Uh, people don't really care to see it. I could be wrong, and I know it's not absolute, so don't don't take my hyperbole as as fact. But the point stands that a lot of people aren't, aren't trying to play arena for the competition they're trying to play arena to get the win to get the cosmetic and that's a shame it's a it's a real shame because if the mode had been played in the way i think it was intended by the way the the devs explained how it should be intended sea of champions is a great example uh, other other groups out there that are actually fabricating teams to work together to start uh, actually playing in events to compete for prizes those are the best i've ever seen and i love arena for those events because it really shows what good crews can do because the crews are attempting to actually play the game in its intended manner you put that out into the real world and you quickly realize how little people seem to care and i know i'm speaking broadly about this but how a faction of people seem to care about whether or not you play through the means of it's the same reason why we had double gun exploits uh it's not really an issue as much anymore you can still kind of quick animation cancel your guns but it's a lot harder uh so i don't i'm not too worried so much about that but i know it's still kind of a pain but it's it's uh, i would love it if arena got played the way it was intended to be played which is why I think we need a mode that focuses less on what you can do in adventure and focuses more on something that you can't do in adventure. Take the beacons and put a bunch of them on islands and force players to have to sail around to different islands to light the beacon with their flame. And whoever holds the most beacons gets to a certain number of time spent with their beacons lit and whoever gets to the certain amount of time first wins so that way you know there's opportunity that you're going to have to go to an island and if you leave one of your beacons unmanned or un unpirated i don't know a good way to say that but 
if there's no one there guarding the, the beacon or if there's only one person guarding the beacon, then that means that there's a, a better chance that someone could sail over there and steal that beacon while you go try and claim another one that's being held by a different crew. It's it, it's not a new concept. We've had modes like that in other games, but I'm really frustrated with Arena. I'm not a fan of it. If I had if I had my say so, I just I would have Arena for easy or for for uh, the for going out and actually showcasing the game, like putting it out there the way they did with different events like E3 and, and uh, TwitchCon, things like that. I appreciate Arena for, for those modes because it's fun to go in there and try out the combat and sail around and dig up chests and, you know, kind of give that, that small taste of what adventure is. But outside of that, I don't see... I don't see the appeal and that's my perspective and it's my opinion. So if you disagree with it, that's fine. Just know that it's my opinion and not how I think that the game is going to change. Cause I, I don't know that my opinion is going to affect anything uh, for, for the future, but at least I'm kind of sharing with you how I feel about that. So I wanted to, I reached out to Twitter and I asked all of you, this is the month that we're supposed to be getting a quality of life update and a bug fix update. I don't know how much is coming. We don't know what's coming. Uh, so until Rare kind of announces what's going, I wanted to find out what some of the things you guys wanted from a quality of life update because I, I can't remember if I already recorded this on another part because I've kind of redone this a couple times as I continuously think about it. But I wanted to see if Rare could do the whole one month update, one month not update. I think I did talk about that earlier today, so forgive me if I didn't. Um, so hopefully, if not this month, uh, having a quality of life update with bug fixes, then maybe the next time they do it. Maybe the next time we have uh, you know, the June update and then July is another quality of life bug fix patch and they, they get time to kind of work on that. And then in August, we'll get another update with content. Uh, hopefully, hopefully something like that happens. So to get back to what I was saying, I reached out on Twitter for your guys's uh, uh, kind of insight on what you would like to have changed. Some of these are hardware related, so I'm going to try and shy away from those. I tried to color quote or color code the 60 plus results that I, I got from you and tried to break them down based on what everyone was uh, the most popular versus the least popular, uh, what was a bug fix and what was a quality of life fix. So I'm going to dive into that and see if I can kind of break down what I what I think would be good and bad about some of these. And then towards the end of the episode, uh, I, I have kind of a big thought. Well, you know, maybe I should do that next. I'll do my big thought next because I think it's something worth talking about. Next up on today's docket, I did want to dive into the changes to the game that I think I would like to see. Now, obviously, I already talked about one of the big ones, which is Arena, because I just don't I don't think that it's there yet. I think it needs a, a, a big overhaul uh, for, for it to really make sense for why it should be included in the game. Uh, the one that I wanted to dive into now is as a it's a result of a lot of different things, but it's definitely something that is in the game right now that is kind of archaic. Uh, it, it's well, not archaic. I can't really. It's a it's a good focal point for people to know what to go do because people have one point that they go to and they know exactly what to what to expect with uh, with this this interaction. But I think we need to get rid of Duke. I think. I think Duke needs to go away. 
permanently. And it's it, it's not because I've had it out for him for day one because I think he's a Dark Lord. I still think he's a Dark Lord, and I still kind of have it out for him. But with Duke as a game mechanic, it doesn't make sense lore-wise why this dude is in every single tavern on the seas. Um, there are only one... There's the, the one character that I can think of. Now, I could be totally wrong about this. Don't quote me on this, but I could be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong on this, but I'm fairly positive, like 99.8% positive that the mysterious stranger that gives you the, the Shroud Breaker tall tale is the only other replicated character in the entire game. Every other character has a name, a personality, custom dialogue. They're all different except for the mysterious stranger and Duke. And that bugs me from a lore perspective, but also from a mechanics perspective, because Duke has now been the catch-all for everything that comes new to the game that doesn't pertain specifically to a trade company. And that that bugs me at a base level, because all of his equipment, his black market junk, no, not junk, all his black market cosmetics, all of that detracts from the original company or, or the original shop owners. And I get that he's part of the lore now, but if we're willing to cut out other parts of the game that no longer need to be in the game because they don't really do much, have you looked at the at a new account and curse sales? Curse sales have three commendations. Three. I went on to uh, Insiders um, to to do some testing for. Uh, uh, I guess I can't really get into that, but I went in to go try and help make the game better for a launch that's coming up. And I went in with my new pirate that hadn't done anything. And I looked at the commendations to see what was still achievable. What could you still do? Because I've done pretty much all of it, except for a couple things. And the thing that I noticed was that Curse Sales, one of the biggest events, the second event that came into the game has three commendations. Everything else has been removed from that if you're a new player. So with Duke, getting back to him, the thing that I think is troubling me about him is he is a remnant of the build rat updates, which don't come anymore. We don't get any new build rat updates. We just get updates. But everything gets fed through him instead of other characters. They could easily be on the Tavern Keeper. The tavern keeper should be the main person that you go to in a tavern to talk about what's going on in the Sea of Thieves. And all she does is refill your grog and have some witty banter. Unless she's tied to a tall tale, there is nothing for her to do except sit there and take up space. And while it may take some work because you have different characters for every single tavern, that would have to have all of the different cosmetics, all of the different voyages, all of that stuff on one person. I think we need to adjust what the black market is. I think all of those cosmetics need to be moved to the appropriate people, to the clothing vendors, to the weaponsmiths, to the shipwrights. Those all need to go there because if you're buying cosmetics in this game brand new from from the ship person or from the shipwright or from the clothing person, that's where you go to buy those cosmetics. You don't go to Duke for the normal stuff. 
So why are we going to him for the black market stuff, for the new content? That content just needs to get pushed out to the original shop owners so that you can actually have all of that stuff under one roof, literally. All of the clothing under one roof, not Duke and the clothing vendor, but just the clothing shop. All of the voyages need to go through the tavern keeper. She's the one with the gossip. She's the one that hears all the pirates come in to talk about all this stuff. Why is Duke the point of interaction for this? He's the only bilge rat. We've never seen any others. He's a relic of the bilge rat updates, which is a system that hasn't been updated since 2018. Let that, let that settle for a second. We haven't had a bilge rat update since 2018. Now we've had mercenary voyages, they weren't called bilge rat updates. They were under the bilge rat update thing, but they weren't called bilge rat up, uh, adventures. And we've had Fort of the Damned. That wasn't considered uh, a new bilge rat uh, adventure. That was just called Fort of the Damned, and it was just a better version of the Festival of the Damned. But we haven't had an actual bilge rat adventure, adventure, a titled one since 2018. And I'm fine if you guys want to bring in the mercenary stuff and call them mercenary missions and have us go around and dig up chests on Shipwreck Bay and uh, Wanderer's Refuge. That's fine. You brought in the mercenary stuff for that, but... I think we need to get rid of Duke. I think we need to put all of the stuff that Duke facilitates to the tavern keeper and just delete Duke because he's weird. It doesn't fit in. There's no major lore behind him outside of what's been crafted to fit in with the reason why <laughs> the reason why we're going to him to look up for tombs uh, or tomes. Oh, God, I keep doing that with tomes for 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 uh the chest of of curses and stuff for the the relics the rag and bone crates all of that stuff got fed through him and they built up lore around him to try and support the idea of why he was there i've been going pretty long on this but i want this to stick in because i don't think we should have him he's a relic and we need to put more emphasis on the characters that were in the game when they first started the game the the clothing shop the weaponsmith the clothing vendors the shipwright the tavern keepers they all had roles and those roles should have been expanded upon instead of the what i think was the quick fix for build rat adventures where you had one person that was going to send you out to do something weird we haven't had anything for us to be sent out to go do something weird that isn't been lore driven so we should have had stitcher jim somewhere to go visit and talk to him about what was going on and for some of that stuff we had the masked stranger but at, at the end of the day it doesn't make sense why we have duke he's a dark lord he's evil he doesn't belong here let's get rid of him i, I want him gone all right pirates i did find some sad news uh as well as some happy news on the internet this week regarding sea of thieves uh i found out that Apparently, it is uh, too expensive for the studio to produce more of the cinematics for updates that were something that we got back when it was 2018, when we had the uh, Cursed Sails and Forsaken Crew uh, cinematic, when we first got our little taste of a cute little crab that became very near and dear to our hearts uh who has been missing for quite a while we had uh we had the update with uh the actual 
Forsaken Shores, and we got a little taste of of uh, some cinematics there, as well as the Hungering Deep with Merrick, uh, the first introduction to an additional character in Sea of Thieves since launch. And it's a shame to hear that it's probably not going to happen with more of those. Uh, we'll probably just get the normal trailers, which actually showcase the content update, which I'll, I'll be honest, I actually really enjoy the content update ones where it kind of showcases some of the different things that are becoming in the update. They do a nice job with the cinematography. And of course, uh, John narr- narrates it very well. So I do appreciate those. But it's going to be kind of a bummer because it was a nice little lore driven aspect that kind of added a bit of flavor and life to the seas uh, outside of the tall tales uh, cinematography where you, you kind of get to see a little bit with that, but yeah, kind of a bummer Uh, on the positive note. I did see that uh, Toe Jam reached out to Mike back in March, and I never, I never got wind of this. No one ever hit me up about it, and I totally missed out. But apparently, Mike Chapman thinks that they should be working on a quality of life fix, and this is uh, something that I'm, I would definitely appreciate for if you were to take a storage crate or backpack, if you were to take a backpack to a barrel, if you could use the key, a key to be able to. Uh, unload all of the items from the storage crate to the barrel or vice versa. So let's just take take the uh, let's just take a storage crate or no, let's take a uh, plank crate for example. You got an empty plank crate. It's the end of the night and you want to load it up, but they can't unlock the functionality of having more than five planks on a person. So what do you have to do? You have to go into the barrel, grab five planks. You have to go into the storage crate and drop off the planks. You have to repeat that a lot. With this functionality, something that Joe thinks, or excuse me, something that Mike thinks they should be working on, you would be able to hold the storage, the wood crate up to the barrel and it would just fill the barrel. I love that. I think that's a great quality of life change that could come to the game and that would help facilitate the backpacks a lot better if you had a bunch of stuff in them. And you walk up to a barrel and you hold it up to the barrel and you just dump everything that pertains to that barrel into the barrel from the storage crate. And then you take the storage crate, you go over to the cannonball barrels and you just dump everything in all at once. No transferring, no manual transferring. Something like that would be great. And I think that's a good point for us to dive into some of the changes or quality of life fixes that you all wanted so i and and forgive me for not remembering because like i mentioned earlier this was something that i had uh re-recorded so i can't quite remember if i actually talked about this or not but i reached out on twitter i got a lot of responses and i wrote them all down and then i tried to color code them based on what i thought was hardware related what was a bug or what was a quality of life request so i'm going to shy away from the hardware related ones because those are going to be something that is harder to control when you're working with a large range of uh power with different machines and different platforms and stuff like that so i'm going to try and leave away from that and i wanted to jump on some of the uh quality of life things and then i'll dive into the bug stuff if if uh if there's time but with the quality of life things the number one quality of life change that everyone wanted not everyone but a lot of people wanted was to do with rowboats which totally makes sense because if you look at 
rowboats, one of the the biggest pain points with them is trying to pick something up out of them versus uh, being able to actually like access the chest, the storage crate, or even just, you know, not having to sit down in a rowboat. You got it on the back of the ship. You're trying to grab something. And how many times do you actually sit down instead of actually picking up the item that you want? So the definite, that was definitely one of the quality of life things that I think need to change. They need to have it so that it's contextual. So if there's items in the rowboat, they get picked up with a different button. I don't care what button. Let us let us change change the button how we want. But it's a contextual button. And if you want to access the chest, just make that a different button as well too. Have have the sitting down be any button that you want it to be. Uh, say it's the the normal interaction button that you have, like X or F, depending on how you're playing. And with the with the other with the with the actual collector's chest or with the not the collector's chest with the actual chest on there, just make that a different button. So if you want to access it, it's it's easy. You don't have to you don't have to actually mess that up. You you hold you just see the prompt and you hit the button. And it works or it doesn't work because you're either too far away or you aren't looking at it properly. The next one that uh, I think was one of the bigger ones for the quality of life changes. Now, a lot of these I totally understand, but I'm just kind of ranking these based on how many times people actually responded to them with the same same answer. So uh, allowing the swapping of boat sizes dynamic boat sizes, uh, being able to change your ship type in game without losing your session or your your supplies, because that's the main reason why people want to do it. If people wanted to have someone jump on and they were okay with getting rid of their supplies, they would just leave the server. But they might be in the middle of a voyage as well too. So that's kind of a pain point, especially if you're in the middle of a tall tale and somebody wants to jump in shortly after you guys have already set sail. Being able to change your ship size. Um, I know that is a technical challenge that is really tough. It's something that's been asked for for a long time, but I'm hoping that it's been long enough that we should be able to see that within the next few months. I don't know how important that has been to Rare, but it's definitely something people have been asking for for a while. The next thing that people wanted to kind of talk on is half quality of life and half bug fix. So I'm including it because of uh, the quality of life aspect of it and less because of the cannonball load bug, uh, which is something that I think everyone really dislikes, but I'm sure will get fixed. And that's the the ammo type for cannonballs, being able to change the ammo type for when you are, are actually firing on someone. The, the radial is nice. It was a quick fix. It was something that Rare realized pretty shortly after launch uh, of Cursed Cannonballs with the Cursed Cruise back in, gosh, when was that? 2018? Yeah, that was 2018 that we got the Cursed Cannonballs, uh, that they realized that that you need to have a way to be able to select the different types of ammunition for cannons and the radial was good it does its job um but when you put in a cannonball bug it makes it really tough to think that that's the optimum way of of approaching this Continuing on with some of the quality of life changes that I want to see come to the game that you guys reached out with, uh, some of the thoughts that I had are, or some of the things that you guys said were actually thoughts that I've had and have been 
on a soapbox for quite a while, and that revolves around supply crates. Now, it's up to you to decide if you think it's fair, if they should have supplies or not. Being able to buy supplies at an outpost, I think, is something that I've been asking for as a gold sink for a very long time. I would just be happy if they would at least give us the ability to purchase a supply crate or a backpack uh, empty just to be able to quickly gather up supplies on an outpost. But if I could just buy supplies from an, a shipwright at an outpost, I'd be happy doing that because being able to fill up quickly with a certain number of cannonballs and planks and food right off the bat would help enable me to get back on the seas and be less punishing if I'm on a bad server where I happen to be getting griefed by a ship who is is you know just much better playing and i don't want to be on that server anymore but i've already got a bunch of supplies that's just one thing that that hasn't happened but for the sake of argument that's that would be the the idea of why you might want to do this if you wanted to hop servers other people just like hopping servers i know a lot of streamers do it to check and see like where active servers are um the next thing that in uh, in I could go a lot more into that, trust me, but I think you guys have heard me talk about this uh, for quite a while. So you already kind of, you, you should already know kind of my viewpoint on this. I think we need to be able to buy supplies. I don't see the negative aspect of it, and I haven't been told an aspect of it that would convince me why it's not fair yet. I, I've still been able to see the, the, the reasoning why it's still a fair system. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was with supplies, uh, especially food, being able to prioritize food in the barrels uh, was was a big thing that I think a lot of people want as well, too. And when I speak to that, um, it's something that you guys should probably agree with me. You want to be able to organize the, the fruit so that when you go in there and you hit uh, the interact key so that you get supplies from the barrel, you don't want the bananas. You, you're, you're pretty good not getting the bananas. If you want the bananas, then you specifically want the bananas, but generally you want the better stuff first. So having the ability to prioritize fruit in the barrels, not necessarily by hand, but giving us a, a button to press to sort by highest health regain to lowest health regain, that would be a big one for me. Definitely. And I know you guys would probably enjoy it as well, too. Uh, the reduction for times that skeletons spawn on an island uh, is definitely up there for me. I, I have noticed and other people have been frustrated by the fact that if you're on an island and you're just trying to work on a message in a bottle or a voyage or what have you, it's really frustrating to have skeletons constantly spawn on the island and this is something that they could tweak the timing on very easily they should allow us to be able to be on an island for a good amount of time without being harassed by skeletons in fact funny enough the safest places to go to just sit back and relax and enjoy the atmosphere are inactive forts the one place where you would think there'd be the most skeletons just hanging around is the one place that is safest from random skeletons hanging around. And I think other than that, there's the two unmarked islands. I don't think skeletons spawn on those. I could be wrong. They might accidentally spawn there, but they don't typically spawn there. But you go to any other island and you're constantly fighting 
these skeletons that just randomly pop up, especially some of the smaller ones, uh, the smaller islands. I think I was on one the other night or la no today. It was on there today. Went on an island to stop by and kill a, a random skeleton, killed the random skeleton, killed the random skeletons. Uh, captain grabbed what I needed to, went to go check a barrels two other times skeleton spawned as I was trying to take stuff off of, what was it? It was Rapier's K, small island, just trying to get supplies and get all the, the little bits of treasure that were on the island to one spot where I could harpoon it three times. The initial time where I had skeletons spawn after the skeleton captain popped and then two additional times. Crazy, just let, let me enjoy the islands, please, without having to constantly fight skeletons. The next thing that came in that revolves more around uh, customizations was the ability to save loadouts. Uh, if you have a custom set of ship liveries that you always like to sail, giving us the ability to have a loadout for that to save it. Say like, hey, this is my normal ship liveries. I have a ton of cosmetics. Please just let me click one button that allows me to equip all of these items, all six of these items at once and let it be done. Just let it be done. So to be able to favorite or to save loadouts for ship cosmetics, as well as costumes, as well as clothing, I would love to be able to have a certain clothing cosmetic loadout to, to be able to have uh, Thor Von Blitz have his cooking outfit as a button, to be able to have his swimming outfit as a button, has his normal sailing outfit as a button, to, hate, to have his sailing in the rain outfit as a button. Doesn't seem like it would be a huge, huge uh, ask for the team to be able to dive in and, and kind of build up that, that engineering and then uh, add the UI for it, the functionality and stuff. I know these are all things that require a, a decent amount of time and testing to make sure they don't break things. All of that being said, these are just the things that I think are some of the higher points of what people want to have fixed in the game as a quality of life improvement, something that would make our, our time on the seas better spent. Um, the retrieval of tall tale quest items, if lost or sunk, not having to restart an entire tall tale because at the very end, you just happen to come into the wrong set of circumstances and you lose the item. And unless the crew is nice enough to just leave it on an island or a rowboat and tell you about it in party chat outside of the game because there's no other way to talk to people, that's... <laughs> I, I see the I see the reasoning for that. I definitely think it would be something that would be nice if you could just go back to the island and restart a new point from or restart from a certain point of of the tall tale. And I've heard that there might be a checkpointing system coming in. I haven't researched that fully, so I apologize for that. I'll try to do better in the future. Uh, private servers. That's a big ask. That's something that a lot of people have been wanting to set up uh, different events to be able to set up um, uh, a machinima. We, we got a really awesome machinima a while back that uh, was really fun to, to witness. It was really, really well edited together because it took a lot of different recordings and, uh, you know, grabbed, you know, rotoscoped out the, the pirates and then uh, put them all in one scene. I, I would love to see 
something like private servers to allow us to have the ability to build our own stories and tales, record those, edit those together and build stories for people to be able to consume content to consume. Give us uh, our uh, us machinima people a way to do this easily with private servers. I don't care if I don't earn gold or reputation or cosmetics in that mode because that mode isn't going to be for that. Uh, it's, it's going to be for onboarding new players or safe environments for kids. Uh, just uh, yesterday, Ubisoft released their discovery tours for Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey for free because of the current lockdown. And I, I downloaded those immediately because I wanted to jump in and actually wander around those areas without having to worry about who do I have to sneak past, who do I have to uh, not or kill to, to be able to play those games and enjoy the atmosphere, the real life or not the the real kind of replica that they've that they've kind of tried to make with these uh, worlds with Greece and with Egypt to be able to explore those without necessarily having to play through the game and, and miss out on something because of a certain gameplay sequence to be able to play Sea of Thieves and go to an island and be able to have a private server where you can set up duels or your own games or to test out games without you know trying to to fabricate you know a a, a live server and take away from the enjoyment of other players who were out there trying to fight other pirates uh, who, are, who are just trying to interrupt your your gameplay because you're trying to do something that will be taken to adventure eventually once you kind of work out the kinks of how, how it all works. Stuff like that would be great. And that's something that I, I think I would pay for a private server rare. I, I would pay money a month to be able to have access to a private server. And I know that this is a functionality. Uh, just work out the, the logistics of it, set it up for us, get it so that it, it actually is, is reliable and safe uh, and, and how you need to, to set it up so that it it's fair for other people. And let me do that. Let me let me have that option because I would love to have a Keelhaul Discord private server for the people that want to go and play with each other and have fun finding each other without trying to break the login system so that they can all jump in on the same server at, at the same time and then test it out to work it out. All right. So uh, some of the other things that came in, there's, uh, again, Everyone that reached out to me, thank you so much. I don't have enough time to justify uh, uh, getting through all of these and being able to read off all the names. But if you heard something that you mentioned on the tweet, know that you were the one that I'm, I'm referencing because these were all pulled from that tweet. Uh, some of the other things that I thought were good quality of life fixes that could be coming to the game. Um, localizing loot after killing a Kraken. Uh, being able to have something cool like the Kraken's head pop up and then as it, as it leaves... Uh, it, it, it has all the loot right there. I don't know that this pertains specifically to the lore because as I understand it, the last child of the uh, old mother is the Kraken that we have in game. And when it shows up, you're essentially kind of deterring it from constantly killing you. It's it's not like you're killing it. You're just stopping it for the time being. So I don't know that necessarily seeing a killed Kraken is, is something that would pertain to lore because then we wouldn't have any other Krakens. As we understand it, there's only the one left. But I will say that it does take a certain number of tentacles to knock down a Kraken. And if 
you do actually kill a, 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 a tentacle, then it, it kind of counts towards the boss health. And then once you actually kill it, that's when you have a big pile of loot, have like a bunch of bubbling water come up to the surface and you may not see the Kraken's head because I don't know that, that they'll ever do that. Even if, even if they had the time, I don't know, but at least having all the loot kind of float up in one spot so that it's easy to get very similar to the Megalodon. I think that would be a nice quality of life instead of instead of having to spend two minutes of your time just looking for the treasure and trying to remember where each tentacle was when you killed it and if it has or hasn't actually sunk to the bottom of the ocean depending on how long it took you to kill the kraken because believe it or not the kraken is never just the kraken it's always the kraken and a ghost ship or a, a skeleton ship and a, uh, a, a megalodon all at once they always seem to pop up breaking up those events please so that they don't always happen at the same time it's so weird that they all happen at the same time and to get krakened right after uh or, or, or right during when you have like a skeleton ship on you and then a, a megalodon shortly after it's it's tedious it's frustrating because you may not always have the supplies for it and it doesn't seem like of all the epic beasts and creatures and magical things in this world that those should all be jumping on you right at the same time. I feel like we could probably space those out so that it feels better and less likely that you're spending an hour on the seas without anything only to eventually run into everything all at once. Moving into some of the next one, I'm gonna shotgun some of these ones because I still wanna dive into some of the bugs that I know people have problems with notating the size of a voyage uh, was something that was in the beta you actually saw like the s the projected cost or, or reward for each voyage uh, whether it was order of souls or gold hoarders or merchant alliance you kind of got an idea based on what the voyage was how much you were you were going to hopefully gain from that because there's been a lot of people lately that i've heard are not quite happy with doing gold hoarder level 55 voyages and getting seafarers and marauders chests out of it it seems kind of weird that we're kind of in that state where the the loot doesn't reflect what it was prior to the change in trade company levels now this is anecdotal at best the numbers i'm sure are are somewhere at rare they could take a look at this i'm just requesting that we get a way to get an idea of how valuable is this voyage? How valuable is this message in a bottle? Is this message in a bottle something that's worth doing? Uh, and with the messages in a bottle, being able to remove those, being able to actually like take those out of your wheel, discard them, that's a big that's a big one right there. Having that functionality, whether you can and, and that's the thing that really kind of surprises me because you can harpoon bottles with uh, the messages in a bottles if they're out in the water you can actually harpoon them and then accept them off of the harpoon so they're a physical item if you can make it a physical item then discarding them should do the reverse of what it is when you pick one up off of a harpoon like if it's if it's on a harpoon and you accept it from there just like you would accept it if it were on a beach then allow me to discard it and then put it on a harpoon and then just drop it in the water so that it's floating in the water. And if someone wants to find it and grab it, they can. If not, it'll float to the bottom and disappear as if it were if you hadn't picked it up in the first place. The 
one thing that I thought was interesting, I, I didn't think about this, but having different colored names for different crews, uh, something that allows you to see like who's a part of what crew. And that's a, that's a nice one because, you know, too often or not, if you're in an alliance and another ship rolls in, unless you know the names of the other people, which more, more or less you usually don't, it would be nice to at least be able to identify them better. That's, that's an accessibility thing that I think goes to just a, a, a cognitive recognition of who's who that I don't think would be game breaking. And I can already hear the people who are saying that this would ruin my ability to sneak up on a ship and mingle with the crew without them knowing that I'm actually part of the crew, yada, yada, yada. It's not that big of a deal. You're not going to lose that much gold or, or fun off of not being able to do that. You're still going to be able to get on there and tuck if you want. It's not going to kill you. Uh, if you're good at that, then you're good at that. If you're not good at that, then it's, it's not, you, you either need to work on it or you need to find another approach because I think that the, that the color of names for different crews is a much better ask than whether or not it impedes your specific type of gameplay. And I'm saying that as someone who has their, their specific way of gameplay impeded upon regularly when people try and tuck on my ship so it, it just depends on how you like to play but this was an ask from someone else and i actually agree with them scrollable chat log was an interesting one as well too being able to scroll through the chat if people are constantly talking and you can't uh you can't actually catch everything that they're reading because maybe you're on a, a tv and you can't actually see the text that war that far uh, having the the scalable text size is nice Having a way to be able to scroll through the text would be nice, but I don't know how you would implement that UI. That would be a tough ask. And the last three that I think I'm going to cover uh, uh, pertains to being able to have a note on certain types of treasure that tell you where to deliver them so people don't get confused, similar to the rag and bone crates. Having a cooking spot on Galleon's Grave returned because you can't cook anything on Galleon's Grave unless you have your ship there. Uh, allowing the camera movement to count as active so you don't get lazy bearded if you are trying to tuck. And uh, the auto emissary when a voyage is started. Now, the auto emissary one I don't necessarily agree with because I think that people should have still have the option to opt out. And if you start it and you get sailing, you can't actually turn that off. Um, and I know that some people also want to have the option to be able to uh, replace your flag. So say, say you got sunk either by your own means or by someone else and you reclaim your flag, being able to reattach it. I know that's something a lot of people have asked for. I, I can see the merit in that, but I also kind of understand Rare's perspective on that as well too. Once it's sunk, it's sunk. You have to start over. You shouldn't have been sunk, but those aren't always things that are in your control. So I totally understand why people would want to be able to do that if you're newer and you spend a lot of time getting up to grade three, you lose your ship to something that you weren't expecting. You come back, you find your flag, you go back to your ship, you bring bring it back and you be able to reattach that. I, I like that. Um, but I also understand that if I lose my flag and I get it back, I would like to be able to start it and capture the flag of the other person and still pertain or still retain my emissary thing. But I'm sure there's going to be exploits for that in some way or another. Someone's going to find something out. 
right, pirates. So we managed to get through all of the quality of life fixes that uh, that that you guys wanted to come to the game. I absolutely, I, I loved all of them. Um, there was only a couple I think I didn't really agree with, but it's it's one of those things where I didn't necessarily disagree with it. It just wasn't a big priority for me. Some of the things that I wanted to talk about that you guys consider bugs or things that just need to get worked out from the game, twerks, whatever you want to call them. These were the things that you reached out to me with uh, uh, kind of the highest priority. And surprisingly enough, hit reg registration was on the top of the list. Everyone wanted hit registration to just be better. And this is something that Rare has been tackling for years since the game was launched. Uh, this is something that they've they've had problems with for a long time. It's been brought to, to their attention. They've worked on it. They've tried to, to get a better uh, way of, of having it register so it's more accurate to what is represented on the screen. There's still a lot of issues with it. Um, I, I know anecdotally I was I was sailing yesterday with uh, the crew and uh, I shot a person with a keg who was swimming to our ship. I didn't get a hit registration and the person was getting onto the ship with the keg and I tried to shoot the person again and I didn't get a hit registration. But as soon as they got to the top of the ladder, they died and the keg dropped onto the top of the deck in a normal state, didn't blow up. So I don't know how they fix this. I don't know how they go about doing that, but it's definitely something where I didn't think any of the two shots that I put into that person worked, but they did. And I, I don't know why it wasn't represented from my perspective, but it was kind of harrowing to have to deal with that. And I know a lot of people have to, to deal with this. It's still an issue. And to go along with hit registration, um, having the ability to shoot someone through a wall, through most walls in a ship is kind of crazy. Um, uh, it's, it's something that I know I've seen people do with swords. It's something that I've seen people do with guns. You can shoot through the deck. Uh, you can th shoot through walls. The back canopy on a sloop does not protect you. Um, and that's kind of a shame because it's there. It should block shots, but it doesn't always do that. And I just, I feel like general server stability is something that a lot of people want to see changed as well too it, it hasn't felt very stable this last update and uh i know there's some other things that people wanted to, to to have kind of talked about there's the bug with the the water sound where you go underwater and sometimes when you come back up it feels like it's just it's really loud uh i'm hoping that that gets changed i'm hoping that the bug where you take a collector's chest full of items onto board onto a ship and none of it counts towards your emissary progress until you actually unload that that chest counts. Um, I'm sure that'll get fixed at some point. The one thing that everyone seems to really dislike right now is the changes made to the mermaid, if there have been changes to the mermaid, because a lot of times people just aren't happy with the behavior of the mermaid. It doesn't seem, and this is something that I noticed in Arena too, it feels like it takes forever for uh, mermaids to spawn. And if they if it takes forever, then it, it, it's usually at the wrong time. It usually pops right when you're supposed to get onto a ship and you hope that they just didn't notice it because they were firing cannons. Um, I, I wish that mermaids had a way that you could interact with them when you're behind them because uh, sometimes it's really hard to interact with them when you aren't facing them or you have to try and get around them. It's a weird 
system. And I hope that it's something that uh, Rare can take another look at and try and improve some of the interactions and expectancies of how mermaids work. Sometimes they feel like they work great. Sometimes they don't feel like they work at all. Sometimes it feels like they they're they were late to dinner and it's tough. So um, it's it's oh God, there's a lot of little things just a lot of little things, you know, the, the game is really fun. I love playing it to death, but there's all these little things that tend to kind of nag at you. And, and a lot of the times people are just like, oh man, I just, I just wish this wasn't an issue. I just wish this one thing wasn't something that kind of pulled away from, from the, the, the joy of the game, because if they just, if they had fixed this thing and it worked well and everyone agreed that it worked well, then it would just, it would improve the quality of life for the game in general. So, um, I'm, there's, there's more stuff here. I'm looking at the time. I don't know that I want to keep going into, uh, how much is, is stuff that people want to actually like keep going on about. I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. Uh, what I will do though, is I'm actually thinking I'm going to do one of the, uh, lore stories that you guys actually sent in to me for a, a while back. Um, something that I, I would love to actually, uh, kind of dive into and stuff. So let me grab one of your guys' stories and see if I can actually put that on here for you. In my hometown, just outside the Devil's Shroud, I was just a simple cartographer. But then one fateful night, I fell while getting a book from the shelves in my office, and a small map fell out. It was tattered, but I could clearly see islands I didn't know. And when I turned the map around, I could only read four words. The Sea of Thieves. So I tried for weeks, no months, to get to know anything about that sea. But all I had ever heard were stories of a pirate haven from sailors so drunken that they could barely even grab their tankard without spilling the grog in it. But then I met this guy. I later learned that his name was Stitcher Jim, and he gave me a map which showed the way from my home island to this Sea of Thieves. So I and two other swashbucklers sailed dreaming of the Sea of Thieves. Then we suddenly heard a high-pitched noise, and my friends started throwing up, and our ship was breaking fast, and suddenly a galleon appeared, and its sails were showing a logo I didn't know, and its figurehead was a mess of gold and gems. But they didn't seem to take damage. And also, they called us aboard, so we did what any pirates in this situation would do. We grabbed our precious belongings and we went onto their ship. And as soon as we set foot on the galleon, the noise disappeared, and we no longer felt like our breakfast wanted to see the outside world again. They took us safely to the Sea of Thieves. Now, five years later, I'm what many call a pirate legend, and I spend most of my time on the sea helping others and sinking ships if I need to. Because just like many others, even though we're pirates, I want to make the seas a safer place. So one day, me and my friend sailed our trusty sloop, the Tidal Wave, and saw our arch enemy, the Devil's Fang, approaching. They were a galleon and had almost outnumbered us, but each time we survived. I somehow f had a feeling that this would be our last encounter. So they started firing their cannons so quick and in rapid succession that we were overwhelmed with fixing the holes in our ship that we couldn't just fight back. 
But somehow, after many boardings, attempts, and both from both sides, and many exploded kegs later, we managed to break their masts. I knew that one cannonball would be enough to finish them off once and for all, but I hesitated. They were just pirates like we were, and they had their fair share of good and bad times as well, but I decided that we didn't waste so much wood just to give up. Jackson, one of the pirates I reached the Sea of Thieves with, had been killed by them. I lost my first ship, the Malvolent Phoenix, to their cannons. I would not give up. So, I lit the fuse of the cannon. Suddenly, I saw a big explosion as I had hit their kegs, which they had always stored on the lower deck. The Devil's Fang turned sideways, and we had finished what they had started two years ago. I had avenged Jackson and got revenge for the malevolent Phoenix. It was over. We barely made it, but we survived. We celebrated and finished a voyage the Pirate Lord had sent us on, but I couldn't forget what we had accomplished. I could never forget it. Thanks to the Shrouded Ghost in the Discord for sharing that story with us, and I know that this was for the secret project, but because that hasn't gotten a chance to get underway, I wanted to share this story for you so that you at least had something to go on. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I know that this was probably the most critical I've been, uh, and, and surprisingly enough, it sounds like that, but a lot of these are suggestions, wants, desires that you guys have shared with me. So it's definitely something that the community has spoken up about. And I know that a lot of other people listening to this can probably relate to as well. Doesn't mean I hate the game. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop playing anytime soon. But these are definitely things that I think Rare should know about if they don't already, which I'm pretty sure most of them do, that they should know that these are the things that are on our mind constantly when we are playing the game. So here's to a, a slew of new new quality of life patches that come in the future alongside new updates to make sure that the game is as stable and uh, you know respectful of our time with the quality of life improvements as it can be. Um, as always, Pirates, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always do so through the Discord. Uh, there's always links in the show notes so that you can join up on the server to see who else is sailing the seas and to sail around with, uh, with the rest of the community. Also, if you want, uh, you can always reach out to me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always send me an email at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com, Captain Logan. And I think that's going to do it, Pirates. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.